Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Welcome to the Cambridge Islamic College podcast. It has been narrated in Sahih Muslim that the Prophet Muhammad wasallam said, Whenever some people gather in one of Allah's houses to recite the book of Allah and study it among themselves, then calmness, tranquility descends upon them. The angels surround them, mercy covers them, and Allah mentions them to those who are with him. Some of the most recited verses of the Holy Quran are from the last chapter. These verses are some of the first to be taught to children and new Muslims as well as recited regularly in congregation. So what better way for us to launch Cambridge Islamic College's podcast channel than with Sheikh Muhammad Akram Nadwis Tafsir of Juz Amma. It is often said that Tafsir requires knowledge and understanding of all of the Islamic sciences and not just knowledge of the Arabic language. Sheikh expertly deciphers the intricacies of these surahs and in his unique and intimate manner makes them relatable. So without further ado, let's begin in this journey. So in the morning when I explained you know, these verses, so there are some points of the grammar as well, you know, I, I didn't actually explain them, because I was thinking you know, maybe people don't have interest, but some one of the ladies asked uh, this grammar point, why it said in the Quran, yawma, before that is yawmin, azimin. And then it comes, Yawma Yaqumun Nasi. Should be Yawma, why it is Yawma? So is the one who asked the question is here, or then I can explain, inshallah. Yeah, you there, okay. So, you know, according to the grammar, people of, the, of Tafsir say, you can read it different way. You are, can read, Liyawmin Azimin, Yawmi Yaqumun Nasi. Liyawmin Azim, Yawmi Yaqumun Nasi. If somebody reads Yawmi, that is also fine. They also say, somebody says Yawmu, that also fine because Yawmin Azim, Yawmu Yakumun Nas, Ewahua Yawmu Yakumun Nas. That also fine. But mostly, no doubt, in the Mus'haf it is Yawma. Why it is Yawma? So there are two reasons that they explain for, for Yawma. One is they say Yawmin Azim for, for a big day. Then they say Yawma is basically what we say in Arabic language Badal. Badal means it has come in the place of Yawmin Azim. If you remove Yawmin Azim, and then you see anhum mab'uthuna yawma yaqumun nas rabbil alamin yawm bil mansub bikati dharf for example you know in arabic language whenever you uh, use any noun to indicate the time or the space to more likely there are you know there can be other reasons mostly it will be mansub fathai nasab if you remove yawm azim it it should be yawma no other way so some people say it is badal, badal from liyawmin azim, meaning if you take out liyawmin azim, then you should be yawma. Some people say even if it is liyawmin azim and you make a badal from liyawmin azim, it's still fine, because lam does not have that meaning. Lam itself has the meaning of the time. So whether you make liyawmin jar because of lam, or you remove the jar, that's also fine. So you know, people explain, if you, it is clear to you, my thinking is another thing, I, I prefer in this matter, that Liyawmin Azim, Yawm is Majroor because of Lam, Liyawmin Azim. And then Yawma is Mansub Zarf because of Yawmin Azim. Meaning Yawm is Mansub from Yawm Azim. It is not, both are not, not the same thing. The Quran is saying you know, when the people will be raised for a big day, meaning the people have, are waiting until that day comes. And then when that day will happen, that day will happen the day when people will stand for their Lord. 
So two things are there. The first is liyawmin azim. If you take out lam, it has no meaning. Mabuthuna liyawmin azim. And then second yawma is actually connected with the first one. That day will happen this day. The liyawmin azim. Yawma is gharf from yawmin azim. That I I prefer. If it is clear to you, that's fine. If it's not clear, then you know maybe after after the break you can come. Inshallah, explain more. So we have done these verses. The Quran says, "Wailun yawma aydil lil mukaddibin." الذين يكذبون بيوم الدين. You know, no doubt really. If you don't believe in the judgment, in the day of the reward and punishment, and you have been living your life carelessly, not think about that, when that day will happen, what we do? You did not ever think really that there will be day of judgment, any punishment reward, and you have been spending your life carelessly, living as you like, and now you can see all the consequences of your life. What will happen? That Quran says, "Wailun yawm aydil mukaddimin." Oh, will be that day, or curse will be that day for those who have been denying the day. Because now the day has come. You never thought about, never actually, never, never believe in that. It has come. Allah Dina yokazibun abiyomidin. And then the Quran says, the people when they deny the day of judgment, it is not that they have got any rational argument, any proof for that. You know, when you deny something, if you have a proof for that, any argument for that, which actually makes you to believe. Then one can understand, but the day of judgment, people have no single proof to deny that. They are not denying, but they have got proof for that. It is not like that. You know, just imagine if a child is in the womb of the mother, and he think this is my life. You know, there is no way that I can come out. You know, from this, this is my life. There is no mother, nothing. You know, he does not know anything. He is the womb of the mother. He think, you know, he he think this this, this is my life. You know, there is no proof for that. And everybody knows those who are from outside. They can see really if the baby in whom the mother believes in that how wrong he is. Similarly, this world, like we can say, the womb, you know, of, of, of the mother. If people think here that there is no other day, you know, it is stupidity. There is no proof for that. You just thinking like that, but you never, never think properly that how the actions are going, how the things are proceeding, how they are going. So Quran is saying that when the people deny these facts, these realities, they are not denying because they have got any proof for that. No, they are ignorant. The reason they deny is because it goes against their desire. Because if you believe in the day of judgment, then you have to believe that you are going to be accountable for every single action. Then you have to be careful. But people want to follow the desire. The reason the people don't believe in the day of judgment is because they don't want to control the desire. Just simple thing like that. That's why Quran says, "Wama yukad debubihi." You know, imagine if the Quran says that people. After this life, they are going to move another life. You know, all enjoyment, everything nice, no punishment, all reward. After this life, there is no single person on the face of that who will deny that day. It is so easy. The reason they deny it because it makes them to become responsible, and nobody wants to. People want to control. You know, don't want to control their desire. So Quran says, "Uma yukad debubihi illa kullu mu'tadin athim." You know why people deny that? Those people, they are, only those people deny that day. Do who have got this thing? Either mu'tadi or athim. Mu'tadi means in Arabic language, attajauzo anila manahil haq. Meaning it, attida means when you exceed the limit. God has made for you a certain limit. If you exceed the limit, that is mu'tadi attida. And ithm means athim means basically somebody who keep disobeying his Lord, following the desire all the time. So people actually have got these two things. Very often they exceed the limit. They have got a limit. In this world you have got a space and all those things. You have got a limit. You use your limit properly. There's no, you know, no harm in that. 
but people want to exceed the limit. They want more and more. They want to take other people's right. Our second problem is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made people certain to lawful. If you do them properly, you can be happy. But they want to do have even those things which are not allowed for them. Ithm, sin. And they become habit that. The Quran says because people want to exceed the limit, they want to take the other people's right. And second thing, because people want to follow the desire and they don't want to obey the Lord, that why they deny that day. Because believing in that day will stop them from doing these things. If they believe in that day, they will not exceed the limit. If they believe in that day, they will not follow the desire. So since they want to follow the desire and they want to exceed the limit, they want to take other people's right, so that's why they don't want to believe in that day. Quran says, Umayyu kaddibu bihi illa kullu mu'atadin athim. And now what is happening when, then, okay, no doubt people can say, okay, they don't think properly, desire is strong in them, uh, you know, and they do this. So, you know, what if Allah send guidance to them? Then can they think, you know, Allah, Allah can alert them, then their mind can start working. So Quran said, no, these people, they have gone so much deep in this sinning that even if the revelation comes to them, to alert them, to warn them, to make them to wake up, they don't listen. Quran said, so, you know, in this world, people ask, there are many people who really are wise enough that they can think and understand and they don't want to do sin. But there are people who don't think, they follow the desire. But once they are warned, a book has come, a revelation has come, a wise person has come, they listen to the wise people, people like that. But there are people who are much worse than that. They don't listen to the Quran. Says, These people, even if revelation comes, they don't listen. When on them, to them, our signs are recited. What are signs? Ayat in Arabic language, jam'af, plural of ayatun. Ayatun basically means all those proofs and evidence in the Quran which makes very clear that people are responsible for their actions and the day of judgment will come, justice will come and those arguments of the Quran either could be from the nature of the human being or they could be from the history. If you look in the history how the nations have been punished again and again when they were exceeded the limit. So historical, historical argument, argument from inside the human being and also arguments from around you, from the universe. All those signs have been made very clear in the Quran. So Quran says whenever our signs, they are recited to them, they are told them from the Quran that you know, these things make you know, proper argument for the day of judgment. When somebody comes and reads to them, what they say? قَالَ أَسَاطِيرُ الْأَوَّلِينَ They say these are the story of earlier people. They are just fictions. You know, they are nothing, nothing real. You know, when it's Thamud people and Aad people, they have been punished. You know, who knows? You know, these things are just made up. Those stories are made up. You see, after the, after the death, there will be, you know, paradise and fire of hell and this and that. It is just made up a story. So these people, they, even when the, somebody comes to guide them, if they don't want to listen, they can make the excuses. Quran said, you know, Kalla bal rana ala ma kanu yaksibun. Never. These people, you know, they never can be guided. They never can be right. You know, rather what actually happened is, Rana ala qulubihim ma kanu yaksibun. Rain means dirt. Dirt which can, you know, encompass you and which, you know, can, can you know, cover you. The rana you know, means covering. Covering and encompassing. The Quran is saying, Kalla bal rana ala qulubihim ma kanu yaksibun. What they have been earning, that has, you know, encompassed them and then basically, uh, you know, put a rain, you know, uh, cover their heart so much that nothing can go. You know, the hearts, the heart is a place where actually you can receive the truth, understand and think it properly. 
But if your heart has got a covering and nothing can go inside, any argument, any event does not go inside, you will not think. And there are hadith of the Prophet that when, uh, whenever the people do any sin, in Tirmidhi from Abu Whenever anybody commits a sin, then in his heart a black uh, dot is put. If he repents, then his heart is clean from that black dot. But if he keeps doing sin, then one more black dot, one after the other, keep. Until all his heart become you know, just with those doors. فَذَٰلِكَ الرَّانَ الَّذِي قَالَ اللَّهُ كَلَّا بَلْ رَانَ عَلَىٰ قُلُوبِهِمْ مَا كَانُوا يُخْسِبُونَ This actually what Ran is. And that actually also has mentioned in other verse of the Quran, in Surah Al-Baqarah, بَلَا مَنْ كَسَوَ سَيِّئَةً وَأَحَاطَتْ بِهِ خَطِيئَتُهُ فَأُولَٰئِكَ أَصْحَابُ النَّارِ هُمْ فِيهَا خَالِدُونَ Those people who earn sin, they do sin, and that so these people are the people of the, of the fire. And you can see in this world all the time. Whenever you commit any sin or you do any, any sleeping, first time you can see, you, you feel it. But once you do second time, third time, fourth time, guilt is gone. The feeling of the guilt is gone. Why? Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala put that rain upon you. That basically you, you can't feel that. So in the beginning everybody feels. For second time, third, until people, okay, and then when it happens, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala after a while, you know, you know uh, uh, makes people responsible or holds them very, very strongly and very quickly. So, Quran says, Kalla bal rana ala yaqulubihim ma kaan yuksibun. No, people's heart has been covered by what they have been earning. What they have been earning, it could be any sin and all the, you know, whatever people do mistakes. But especially it has come in the context of the earning money. The Mawla Farahir Rahmanullah prefers that Yaksibun he is referring about earning unlawful money. Meaning that when people keep earning unlawful money, that makes their heart dirty and dirty. Then people don't, don't, don't think properly. And then desires become you know, so much deep in their heart. It is mostly referred to about unbelievers. Unbelievers, they, you know, they earn money, they don't want to think about that, halal and haram. And then, you know, right, because of that, and then because they want to live in this world, enjoy, enjoy the world. So, you know, their heart is covered with all the sins. But even for the believers, when the believers, they don't distinguish between halal and haram, and that of the haram income source, you know, haram money, keep coming in their heart, they can't think about that. When they pray, their heart is not there. When they fast, mind is not there. Spend money, it is never for Allah And you can see really, anybody who earns money unlawfully, when they spend money, they also spend unlawfully. Allah SWT does not want to, to, to the, even if they go to the, give to the mosque, you, you will see what they do. They give money to the mosque and then Imam will uh, announce after the prayer that so and so has gained 500 pounds for the mosque, make dua for him, make prayer for him. Gone. You, know, you just want people to take your name. Sometimes you will put in the newspaper, sometimes somewhere else. You know, nothing, you, you are not for Allah. And Allah never can accept it because Hadith said, Allah only accepts pure thing. You have not doing properly. And then these people, when they have marriage, wedding party, or something else, when they have big name, then they spend money and waste their money like anything. So they earn money from haram sources, and then they spend money in the haram way. So Kalla Balra, so Mawafarahi is preferring either, it is more referring uh, to the earning of the people. That these people, and I don't doubt really, be very, very careful about earning money. 
We people are so much careful actually, many small things. Where even fuqaha can differ. Imam Hanifa says something, Imam Malik says something. There can be more than one opinion. About those matters, we are so much concerned because we want to keep our identity that I am Hanafi, so how can I follow Shafi Madhav? How can I follow Maliki Madhav? How I can follow this color? We want to keep our identity. But when it comes to those things where everybody agrees, then we don't care. And that I, I explained in the morning that people are so much uh, you know, concerned about halal meat, so much concerned. And when people have any bread or something that they read properly ingredients, what are the ingredients are there to anything for animal fat or something like that, they don't want to eat. People don't realize that these things are small in Islam. They are not so important. Fuqaha have different opinion about that. They are important, but not necessarily so important. But you're earning money. That is the most important thing. How do you earn money? Where do you get money from? Do you cheat? Do you lie? If your source of income is not proper, then your prayers are not accepted, your fasting is not accepted, your hajj is not accepted, your umrah is not accepted. Just think properly. And Aisha asked the Prophet sometimes the people you know, sell in Medina cheese and things like that, which could have come from unbelievers and mushrikin, we don't know, and it could have come from unlawful way. What should we do? So the Prophet said, say Bismillah and eat it. Say Bismillah and eat it. You can see in the matter of these halal things and these things, Islam is so, so flexible. Even water, if you don't know water is pure or not, it is pure. Once Umar Khattar was passing with some of his companions by the house of someone, and the water was coming from, dropping from the roof of the house, and some, some water dropped on their clothes. So one of his companions asked the owner of the house, owner of the house, tell us whether the water is pure or not pure. Umar Khattar said to the owner of the house, Oh, owner of the house, don't tell us where water is coming from. We have been forbidden from doing unnecessary takalluf. You know, it is, it is pure, unless we know. You can say even don't. But now people, they want to dig really that this meat which I buy from this shop, where it came from that, and how they did there, I want to check. You know, leave that, check your own income. Think really how you are earning money, where you are making money from. That is more important to you. That is going to make everything dirty. If that meat was not halal, it is not a big thing for you. The people who, who, who cheated, they are going to be responsible. But if your money income is not halal, you are directly responsible. And not only your, your, the income, then your prayer, your fasting, your zakat, your hajj, everything becomes dirty. And actually, if dirt is in the cloth, go and clean it. If the dirt is in your body, go and clean it. If the dirt is inside, how are going to clean it? Tell me. Impure income, haram money makes every part of the body unclean. It's impure. There's no way that you can pure it unless you repent properly and you make a determination that you are not going to use that money again and you return money back to, the, to those sources and to make very clear. For example, if you have cheated someone, make very clear, return money back, make everything count properly. If you have stolen from somewhere and you know where you have stolen, return money back and repent properly and make promise that you are not going to do again then you can be clean. Otherwise, that is going to make every single part of your body, including your heart, dirty. So this actually must be made very clear. Ask any alim, any faqih. In this matter, there are no two opinions Abu Hanifa, Malik, Shafi, Ahmed, Hanbal. Everybody emphasize this is the most important thing. That money should be coming from halal source. Any money earned by lying, any money which has come to your house by cheating, any money has come by deceiving, any money I even have come inherited to you by wrongful way, it is all haram. Like for example, in, in a South Asian people, 
you know, they never give any share to the women. If, I am, if, uh, if my father dies and I have some brothers and sisters, what we do? We always, you know, only the male, male descendants, they inherit and they never give anything to the female, f- female descendants. You know what happens? All the money becomes haram. Because by the law of Allah, as soon as somebody dies, he's already his property has been divided by Allah to all the people. You only need to mark them. Just which part belongs to someone. It already gone to other people. So now if you take, you are taking other people's haram. That's why the ulama said that most people in India, Pakistan and Bangladesh, they basically, generation after generation, they just keep eating haram. And this haram never can be cleaned. And same people, when you see on one hand, there is so much concern about halal meat. And when you tell them, now your duty is return money back. Go and give your sister to your sisters. Go to your, give to your other relatives. And you know, ask people to forgive you. They don't care about that. All caring, basically our care is for other people's action. Because slaughtering the animal is other people's action. But making money lawful is our action. We don't want to do anything ourselves. We want other people to do. So if people keep doing this thing, Baraka never can come. Blessing of Allah SWT will not come. If people don't give other people's right, you know, Allah SWT never can give barakah. So, you know, make this thing very clear. If you have got in your house property, which should have gone to your female relatives, and your father or your ancestors did not give them, and you know this thing, then there's no way for you except that you go and return it back. Or ask them to forgive properly, not just forcing them. If it happened, if you know and you're still keeping it, it is haram. No, it never can be lawful. This haram money, haram money, there's no way to make it legal except returning back to the sources where it's coming from. There's no other way. If anybody cheats, return back. Anybody steals, you have to return back. If you don't know the owner, if some other people take bribery, so much bribery, and they don't know from whom they have taken, if you know, then return back. If you don't know, then you should give that money in charity on behalf of those people from who have taken without expecting any reward. Because if you expect reward from the haram money, it becomes kufr. Understand this properly. If you help poor people with haram money and you think you are going to get reward, it is kufr. Ulama say, if somebody gambles, you know, doing gambling, then it is a major sin. And if somebody gambles and says, Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim and gambles, it is kufr. He becomes kafir. Understand this properly. If somebody earns haram money, then it is Fisk, it is major sin. And if somebody earns haram money and, 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 and says Bismillah rahman rahim and give to the poor people and think he will get reward, it becomes kufr. Allah never allowed this. He is tayyib. So you know, one has to be very, very careful and expect, expecting reward from haram money, never allowed. Going for hajj and thinking it is going to be accepted, it is impossible. It is impossible, it never can happen. Understand this properly. These, these things are so clear in the religion that nothing can be more clear than that. If anybody does hajj with haram money, that hajj never, never can be accepted. If somebody does umrah with haram money, that umrah never can If a poor person is born in Islam, a poor person, very little money, sometimes does not eat. He has five times prayer, no sadaqah, no charity, no hajj, no zakat, and he does his things properly, he will be in paradise, we hope, inshallah. But if somebody you know, is very, very rich and all this money, haram, haram, so he does hajj, he makes people to do hajj on his behalf, every single thing, nothing going to be accepted. Because this is very important. And that makes the heart dirty. When the money comes from haram, haram, so it makes the heart dirty. That's why Mawla Farai said, the hair ex is more concerned to the haram income. 
كلا بل ران على قلوبهم ما كانوا يحسبون كلا انهم عن ربهم يومئذ لمحجوبون never these people they can't expect it. because what actually happening is in the day of you know like for example if you disobey your mom disobey your mother and she is very very you know very good and, and very loving and had you know affection for you so much but you disobey her so much and you really annoy her so much until she got angry and she makes punishment for you still you believe that mom is mom if i come to her and she sees me she will forgive me you know i will just say if i say oh my mom or some word sweet words you can must will forget but imagine really if the mom makes a barrier between you and her if she never provides you any chance that you see her and talk with her she said now you never can talk is any punishment worse than that you know if you hope that you can come your mom and she will forgive you still there is hope but if a mom makes a barrier between you and you and and, and she makes very clear she not going to talk and 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 there are people who are guarding and they never let you to come to your to your mom and they never let you talk with her is there any hope for you allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the day of judgment is not only going to make them to be punished he is going to make a barrier between himself and between the people because people know his rahman his all merciful people maybe if we approach to him he can forgive us no quran will allah will say to that day la tukallimun don't talk with me time is gone you can't talk with me and that way you can say the people when in the fire of hell they will not talk with allah in this world they have time to talk with allah but in the fire of hell can they call allah no in the fire they will say ya qalu ya maliku liyaqdi alayna rabbuk they will say oh malik ask your lord to finish us they can't ask allah because they have been forbidden they have no power to ask with him this is the biggest anger you can imagine that you know rahman all merciful you know if you have any approach to him any access to him somehow you can be forgiven but rahman makes a barrier between you and and himself is there any hope that you can see the anger of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the quran said kalla innahum ar rabbihim yawmaidhil mahjubun certainly that day there will be barrier between them and their lord they'll be hidden they never can see him they never can come near to him there is barrier between them and the lord they can't approach him they cannot have access to him they cannot ask him they cannot cry to him nothing is there there no way they can come in this world there no barrier between you and your lord you can ask him any time you see the barriers but when you say ya rabb all the barriers are removed between you and him he listens to you directly nobody in between you and him you don't see him he sees you you don't hear his voice when he says oh my son oh my slave ask me you don't listen but he listens to you in this world you see barriers but there no barrier you say ya rabb he says he ask me you say ya ka na'budu he says ask me he respond to you he actually ask you in the night you know i am so near to you come wake up and ask me i listen to you in this world though we say there is see barriers but these barriers they are not barriers they are not real barriers they are barriers for you you think your eyes cannot see beyond that but they are not barriers their your lord is there he hears you he sees you he knows you but time will come when the barrier barrier will put be put between you and your lord you can't call, call him impossible you never can call him it never happen imagine really how bad the devil for the people that they never can actually ask their lord to forgive them no mercy they can't expect they can't even talk with him they have been forbidden the quran says kalla innahum ar rabbihim yawmaidhil mahjubun never that day between them and their lord will be a barrier thumma innahum lasalul jahim and then certainly 
they will be thrown in the fire, in the you know, burning fire to, to, to be burned there. Then no other way. Then no mercy, nothing from them. And the Quran actually has said in other places that in that day, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not look at them, wala yuzakkihim, and He will not purify them, never clean them. Walahum adabun alim, and for them is painful punishment. So that, that is going to happen. And painful punishment, this thumba innahum, la salul jahim. And then more than that, really, to mock them, to, to, to make them to feel more pain, what will be said to them? Thumma yuqalu hadalladhi kuntum bihi tukadibun. Then it will be said to them, this is what you have been denying. You have been denying the punishment. This is what you, what, this is what you have been denying. You, you have come. No escape. No way to come back. Nothing. No return. This is what you have been denying. Then the Quran says, Kalla inna kitab al-abrar this, you know, Quranic way of all time is when the Quran mentions the sinners, then the Quran mentions also the opposite people, the righteous people, to where you can compare and you can think really which group I should belong to. And before that surah, the Quran also mentions Abrar and Fujjar anyway, now there's more explanation. You have seen the way of the Fujjar, the sinners, what they have done, now the Quran is going to Abrar. You know, in the Quran, one thing very clearly you can see. Whenever the Quran promises in a paradise, and the fear of Allah in the, in, 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 in the day hereafter. It is always connected with Iman and Amal. And Iman in the Quran is never has been used only for something in the heart. It is not that you believe in the heart that you are a believer, it is enough. In, in, Iman in the Quran always has been connected with the actions. Meaning it, with your heart, with your tongue, and also right things. So sometimes in the Quran, Salah, Zakat, they have been mentioned as being part of the, uh, of the Iman. It has Quran mentioned. Sometimes Quran, bir, Quran mentions bir, righteousness, and then Iman, and the Salah, the prayer, and the Zakat, and the Sadaqah, and charity, and looking after the poor people, and neighbors, and those things, they are part of that. Quran never makes a promise on any belief which is just inside the heart. This actually is never found. Like you say, وَالْعَصْرِ إِنَّ الْإِنسَانَ فِي خُسْرِ إِنَّ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَعَمَلُوا الصَّالِحَاتِ Iman and Amal Salih. Quran says, قَدْ أَفْلَحَ الْمُؤْمِنُونَ الَّذِينَ هُمْ فِي صَلَاتِهِمْ خَاشِعُونَ Believers are successful. Which believers? Those who believe in the heart? No. الَّذِينَ هُمْ فِي صَلَاتِهِمْ خَاشِعُونَ Those who are humble and fearful in their prayers. Those who pay zakat. Those who protect their eyes and their, their, their private part. Those who are, you know, pious people. They are. Quran never, never makes promise of paradise. Just simply having some belief in the heart. Promise of the Quran is on the full Iman, and that is a Iman with the tongue, with the heart, and with the action, the prayer, the fasting, the zakat, that's what it is. The Quran is saying, Kalla inna kitab al-abrari lafi'illiyin. No. The book of righteous people is illiyin. Who are righteous people? Who are abrar? Abrar in Arabic language is jama' of barrun. Bar is coming from the word birrun. And bir has been explained in the Quran, Surah Baqarah, laysa al-birra. And to wallu wuju hakum qibla al mashriqi wal maghrib. Bir is not that you turn your face to east and west. Because Jews used to face one direction and Christians one direction, and there were signs of, and now Muslims turn their face to, to Kaaba. Quran says this is not the bir. That you belong to Jewish community, you belong to Muslim community, that is not the bir. Bir is the, you know, bir of those people who believe in Allah and last day, then they establish the prayer, they pay the zakat, and they look after the needy people. And Quran makes a big list of that. So bir in Islam is not just from the heart. 
It is not identity. It is not the matter of the you know, belonging. Bir is something more than that. It changes your life. You become something else. Your actions, your words, your thinking, your mind, your heart, it is something completely different. You're a different, different person. You always you think about hereafter. Whatever you do, you expect a reward in the hereafter. That's what bir means. The Quran is promised about abarar. People who are bar, abarar. Now think really how we have changed it. What we have done. What we think really is, if we become Salafi, if we become Dewbandi, if we become Barelvi, if we become Hanafi, or Maliki, or Shafi, if we become Ashari and Maturidi, then we are in paradise. Quran never said like that. Quran wants people to be bar. We think if I read hadith, study Hadith, I become Muhaddith, I become Faqih, you know, I am successful. If I become a Sufi, whatever you become, if you are not bar, Success is no more there. If you become bar, then success is there. People need righteousness really. The heart should be right. Actions should be right. Body should be right. Mind should be right. That Allah SWT want. Think properly. Believe properly. Do properly. To be right. You know, you're, no deceiving. No cheating. No lying. Life should be... No, nobody is harmed by you. The Prophet said, Al-Muslimu man salim al-Muslimuna min lisani wadihi. Muslims are those from whose tongue and hands Muslims are safe. Are people safe from us? People are not. Muslims are not safe from us. We backbite, we lie, we cheat them, we hurt them, we harm them, we do mockery, we laugh at them. People are not safe from us. And the Prophet said, and, and he also said, La imana leman la amanatallah. People who don't have honesty and trust, they have no iman. Just think really. Hijra is Hijra of those people who leave what Allah and His Messenger has forbidden. We think Hijra means to leave India and certain Pakistan. Now we are Muhajir Qawmi movement. Muhajir Qawmi movement has no promise in Islam. It does not mean you need to leave your, your past, abandon your past, make new life. It is not that you leave a place, you become Muhajir. You have to leave certain action, then you become Muhajir. If you leave Makkah and come to Medina, for, you know, to marry someone, the Prophet is not going to accept that. You leave Makkah to Medina for Iman, for Amr, for righteousness, then you are believers. So Quranic promise, if you understand this properly, it, it is for this purpose. Some people think a certain, certain identity will be fine. Like in the past, some people used to have woolen clothes. If you have woolen clothes, wool means that you a Suf. So that people call Sufi means coming woolen clothes. People used to have rough clothes, so that, that means you belong to the certain group. Like you can see in our time, some people have this turban, you know, like green turban, or this topi, or this hat, so it is identity of certain group. Hassan Basir, a very early person, in the first century of Hijra, he died in 110. He used to say, There are certain people, or their humility is wear in their clothes. They have rough clothes, woolen clothes, so people think they are Sufi. But while their heart, full of the arrogance. So the clothes are humble, but the heart is not humble. Allah SWT wants believers to hum- be humble. They, they put on these woolen clothes, the people saw this person is Sufi, because he had woolen clothes. And they have, they have made themselves Sufi, uh, famous. Bakr ibn Abdullah al-Muzani, who is also a contemporary of Hassan Basri, used to say, Il basu thiyab al-muluk wa amitu qulubakum bil khashiyah. He used to say that make, wear on, put, Put the clothes of the king, kings. Make your clothes 
as as precious as valuable as the clothes of the kings but make your heart die because of the fear of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala it means khushu comes in the heart your heart should be dying but now we people think the identity belonging you know all those you know clothes they can clothes can't make you pious think properly clothes don't make you pious connecting with someone does not make you pious if you live with a pious person that at a connection does not make you pious unless you do what he does simple thing like that if people are born in the family of the pious people that does not make the pious unless they do what these people have been doing the, the quranic promise always is on your action not on your genealogy quran makes promise on your belief and your actions and your piety not on your connection and your belonging and your genealogy it does not exist there and when a muslim actually change all this thing in simple aqeedah basically islam became you know loss is important now people think if you belong to certain community you are salvated no promise ever has come in islam in the quran sunna with belonging it never happened all promises are deep in the heart deep in the action you know and always islam should be increasing iman should be increasing the quran makes clear keep saying so the quran is saying innal abqalla inna kitab al abrar lafi illiyin never you know means it never can you know what they have been denied by the day of judgment and they follow the desire this never can it allah subhanahu wa ta'ala never going to make two communities the same those who those who avoid the haram and those who involve in the haram both cannot be same the quran says kalla in in kitab al abrar lafi illiyin never the record of the righteous people those who obey to allah listen to his commands do as he commands you know they are illiyin again you see abrar again amazing theory in abrar in arabic language full of the action piety fear of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala avoiding the haram looking after the neighbors helping the needy people you know and being humble being with the community that's what abrar means and actually islam has come for that purpose islam is not something in your heart in in in, in just a feeling islam is something in the action you know islam comes make you active islam comes you know make you righteous in the family islam comes make you righteous in the society you move to the society with righteousness everybody can benefit from you people can see you you are a different person you benefit everybody and if people harm you you become patient and you sabr that's what islam means it's not a passive thing that you sit around and you thinking that you have got a feeling and you are elevated or something like that this is not islam islam must be in your action it is clear full obedience your lord in your personal life in your house and in your society if in your house you don't follow islam properly you are not abrar but some people say even abrar are those people even those who do not, do not harm even animals unnecessarily they slaughter animal in the name of allah but they will not kill unnecessarily and even when they slaughter them they slaughter them properly abrar are the people who nobody can be harmed by them tell me are we abrar you know muslims are harmed by us none muslims are harmed by us everybody feel hurt by leave all those our family you know if if my father you know is hurt by me how can i think really people will love me you know fathers you know they are blood relation they become happy with, with us very quickly if we cannot please our fa- father if you cannot please your mother just think really that who you can please if your actions are so bad even your mother mothers are so quick to forgive mothers are so quick to 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 be to be pleased with you if you cannot you know please your mom your mother then who are you going to please just think properly are we abrar our mothers complain against us our fathers are against us our children against us our wives are against us our husbands are against us our friends complain about us you know all the society complains against us you know are we abrar 
Can we have just think properly? You know, we should not live in, in false belief. Never, never think. Since you are born as a believer, you are a believer. Never think like that. Belief is not by birth. Belief is by believing in the heart, by action, by doing, by obedience. Belief is not by birth. It's not you are born a believer, so you are a believer. Nothing like that. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will question you, what did you do? What action you have done? How your heart was there? You know, how you are moved? How much you obeyed him? Obedience to your Lord, that is the test of your belief all the time. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is the way that he always will create for you those conditions where you are tested. Always. He never, never can provide to the believers a space where they can live in a relaxed mood as a believer. It never can happen. He always creates those conditions where you are tested every time. Quran, Quran says that, you know, we must test you with fear, with the loss of the property. It must come. We want to see whether you believe or not. Test will come. It's it, it impossible that believers get a space where they can relax. It never, never happen. Not for any prophet, not for any messenger, not for, for any believing community. Believers always must be tested. Even if you're living in a country which is Muslim majority country, still you will be having the same conditions. All those conditions will keep coming. Ayesha Dallatranha, she is daughter of Bukhar Siddiq, wife of, of the Prophet from noble family. She is herself noble, very good character. Test is coming. She has been accused of adultery. Just think. Is there can be any problem for a woman more than that? Woman easily can, you know, a woman easily can accept to be, to be in hunger. You know, it does not have clothes, does not have house. But for any noble woman, it really, you know, dying is better than being accused of adultery. It is like the Maryam alayhi salam, when she conceived the child, you know, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, you are going to have a child. So she said, Ya laytani mittu qabla hadha wa kuntu nasiyam mansiya. I wish I would have died before that. Death was easier for me than having this child without a father, what people would tell me. That's what she's saying. Ayesha Allah Taala has been accused of adultery. Test came to her. And now it is she tested. You know, Allah SWT must test you. Belief never can come in easy way. It always comes and test comes. Quran says, Do you think you are going to enter paradise? And you never have you know, passed by those tests which earlier people have passed. The Prophet used to pass by Ammar ibn Yasir and his family and they are persecuted and punished so, so severely by unbelievers. And he used to say, Sabran ya al Yasir, fa'inna ma'idakum al Jannah. O family of Yasir, be patient. Your promise is in paradise. And once somebody, one of them asked, Oh Allah the Messenger, how long will this continue? He became angry. He said, The people before you, they used to make a stand and then they used to be cut in two pieces and they never complained. And you are asking so quickly. This is how Abrar are. Abrar people, they do things properly, but when they are harmed, when they are hurt, they are patient. They are soft. They do have sabr. They don't complain. Never complain to anyone other than Allah SWT. Like Yaqub Ali Salam, his son has been taken away from him, you know, wrongly, but does not complain to anyone other than Inna ashku bathi wa husni in Allah. I only complain my grief to Allah, nobody else. They never complain to him. Abarar, they cry, but to Allah SWT. They complain, but to Allah SWT. They never complain to anybody else. If you are like that, then Quran says, Kalla inna kitab al-abrar lafi'illi. Never. The record of the abrar people, righteous people, it is in illiyin. Illiyin again, a very high place, where the, where the record and the registers and the book of the deeds of the, these people will be kept. It's a very high place. Illiyin coming from, you know, from the word ulu. Ulu means highness. So like you know, the bad people, their records are kept, kept in a place which is like a, like a, like a prison, 
whether devils and you know all the bad things are there. But these people, their cars are you know respected and honored and put in a very very high place where the unjust can go. We hope you enjoyed today's lecture and pray that it will be beneficial to you. Remember to tune in for the next one. For more insightful content in full HD quality on tafsir and other Islamic sciences such as hadith, fiqh, Arabic prose, grammar and morphology, as well as Islamic history, female scholarship and much much more, subscribe to our unique streaming platform on www.deepdeen.tv. Don't forget to visit www.cambridgeislamiccollege.com org and show your support please click on the donate button and give whatever you can our institution is dependent on the generosity of people like yourself